Hello, my name is Alana Sweetwater, and this is my new podcast, The Warrior Empath. I'm making this podcast for a very specific reason. It's not to build as many followers as possible. In fact, I'm super burnt out on social media. It is for someone very specific to me who is an empath and I see is struggling with understanding her gift and learning how to use it. It got me thinking about all of the sensitive, empathic people that I've known through the years and continue to meet every day. And I started to think about myself and my childhood. Growing up as an empath is really challenging because the world isn't really set up for people like us. And because of that, learning how to handle and maneuver is tricky. (laughs) And I have gathered a lot of tools, a lot of resources through the years. So as I was thinking, what would I say to a young empath? I thought, how great would it have been when I was a kid um, to have had some sort of an instruction manual or some place where I could learn from other people what worked and what didn't work and how to navigate in this crazy world as somebody who feels everything. So I wanted to create a place where we can discuss real shit and where we can share the things that we've learned. I'm going to instigate it, but I would really love to have your feedback and to share what you have found in your experience also. What is so fascinating to me about empaths is they are truly special and gifted. And I have met people who are seven or 73 and everywhere in between in any kind of place that you could possibly imagine. The convenience store clerk, the guy checking out my car at Pet Boys, um... It's not always somebody decked out in crystals and at the yoga studio. I mean, I've met hardcore gangsters who were empathic. And I have met artists, of course. We kind of gravitate to the arts. Um, So you cannot judge a person by what they look like which is sort of how society conditions us to interpret people. As empaths, we have to interpret people, and we often do, based on what it feels like, what they feel like. And that's really, really important to note because our sensitivity becomes like our eyes. It's how we know what we're dealing with and who we're dealing with. We do not go by um, the cover of the book. And 
because we are empaths, we are able to feel into the book itself, which is something I will explain. So the purpose of this podcast is really just a place to share what I've learned, a place for you to share what you've learned, and um, a safe place to talk about what it's like to live. (laughs) I mean, I want to cover subjects like dating and jobs and all of the practical things, money, home, family. But before I get to those, we really need to address the energetic things. Uh, Chakras, your energy centers, how energy um, builds and what depletes it, how to protect yourself as an empath, your environment, your thoughts, your words, other people's influence. These are all such critical things to know. So I want to talk about the most important things I have discovered first, and then we'll go from there. So what is an empath? It's a pretty popular phrase these days. I guess it's not a phrase. It's a word. This podcast better come out well because I'm not editing shit. Think of Harry Potter. It's such a great visual for what I'm trying to explain. So there are the witches and wizards, and then there are the muggles. And the muggles aren't bad people. They're just simple people living ordinary lives. Some of them are annoying, but they're not bad. And then there are the magical people, and they are learning how to cultivate their gifts. I sort of think of empaths in the same way. We are different, and it's pretty obvious to us at a very early age. Most empaths have heard from the time they were very young, you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive, why are you so sensitive? And the reason for this is because we are actually wired to be more sensitive than the average person. And I don't mean to dismiss um, the beauty of any person by saying that they're average, but what I mean is that we are wired to receive much subtler information than the average person is. Um, How can I explain this? Let's say that you and I are having a conversation. I will be hearing the words you're saying and feeling what they are. I will be feeling into um, the energy and emotion behind what you're saying, which might be different than what you're saying. I will feel what I'm experiencing in my own body based on this conversation. And I will be aware of the energy in the space around me. So 
That's just if we're having a conversation in a controlled environment like my house. Now, let's imagine being um, at a music festival or a mall or feeling the collective energy of panic and terror during a pandemic. I mean, all of this we feel. We don't just observe, we feel it. And it can be the most beautiful thing and it can be profoundly challenging. Many empaths deal with depression and anxiety. Many um, find ways to manage their sensitivity um, through different mediums, uh, drinking, weed, um, art, uh, avoidance. And so it can get to be a real conundrum sometimes. For example, I know many empaths that want nothing more than to fall in love, but also the vulnerability of falling in love and being that energetically connected with someone um, can be terrifying because they've experienced being hurt on such a profound level. And so how to maintain boundaries. I can't think of a more important subject for us to cover than boundaries, but that will be the next podcast. So an empath is wired for sensitivity. That is the first thing. What is the purpose that we hold in society. There's a really great movie called, um, I think it's just called Sensitive. And it talks about the highly sensitive person, which is an empath. I really recommend it because it will help you understand yourself a lot better. Uh, So what they describe in the book, I'm sorry, the movie, is that the purpose of empaths in society is to push humanity towards evolution. When I say evolution, what I mean more specifically is evolving the heart. Evolution um, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. So empaths are often the visionaries, the teachers, the healers, the shamans. Uh, They can be teachers. They can, I'm sorry, I mean literally like working with children, um, working with animals. Empaths are people who, whatever place they direct their sensitivity, can create evolution no matter how small it is hugely significant i'll give you an example i was standing in line at a market the other day and there was a man who i clearly recognized as an empath and by the way this gets really fun for me at least because no matter where i go i can spot my people I can feel them. So this guy's behind the counter at a um, 7-Eleven, and he is 
calling people out by name that are customers and he's asking how the wedding went he's asking how they're feeling is their leg better this guy doesn't get paid to care there's no reason why he has to care but he does he cares about his people and he's making a difference in their lives i see those people walk out feeling better for having been seen and acknowledged because something as simple as those things does not happen all the time for most people. So empaths can be visionaries. And what I love is those that have the ability to acknowledge what's happening and to see it, but then to create a vision of what is possible and to direct others' attention to that. So a great example is some, someone we all know, Martin Luther King. He acknowledged, this is what's going on. This is where it's at, and here are the details of it. But I have a dream. Here it is. And he elevates everyone's vision above the reality of what is happening. And he says, this is what my vision looks like. Can you see it? And when he unified the energy of other people's vision with his, that produced a huge leap in evolution. Unfortunately, I wish it created more of an impact, but it was a huge leap in evolution for humanity. Um, Sorry, I got distracted thinking about the South and just how different it is than California where I live in, in terms of being behind the times on that still. That's a whole other subject. Anyway, uh, empaths have the ability to push humanity forward by incorporating what is possible, what is right based on the heart. So I kind of believe the muggles, average, regular life humanity is mostly concerned with themselves and meeting their survival needs. It's the empaths that sort of go to the outer edges, the fringe, and look on the horizon and see the mountains and the sunrise and the vast expansion of possibility beyond the hustle bustle Uh, congestion, collective energy of civilization. They go out there and get the vision and bring it back to the people, bring it back and share it and contribute to the growth and expansion, no matter how small or large our contribution is, it matters. So this is the gift of being an empath, but it can feel like a fucking curse as well. We feel things all the time. We think it's ours. It might not be. I have to ask a question sometimes that makes me feel like an idiot every time, but I have to ask it because sometimes I don't know if what I'm feeling belongs to me or someone else. So I will have to just come right out and say, hey, I'm feeling really sad and I'm wondering are you (laughs) 
are you feeling really sad? Are you going through anything or, or is this mine? Sometimes I don't know if it is mine or theirs. Uh, and I have to ask. But that's part of learning how to make it easier for myself rather than guessing and risking projecting, which, again, is a whole other subject. But we have to get really good at asking questions and we have to get really good at communicating because if we don't, we can spin out in our heads. These are all important things to talk about. And any tricks or tools of the trade that you've learned, that I've learned, that can make this happen easier and faster that we can share, it's critical. It's so helpful. And so I really want to build a community for us here. Okay, who am I? (laughs) And what has my journey been as an empath? Well, funny you should ask. Let me pause and take a sip of my coffee. Hmm. Okay, well, the truth is, and don't tell many people this, but I was not born Alana Sweetwater. I was born Alana Swidler out in the mountains in Tucson, Arizona. My parents moved there from Chicago and created hmm, kind of like a commune out there. My parents had two home businesses. My dad, a holistic dentist. My mom created the country's first gourmet salsa company on our kitchen table and it grew to be international. And there was all these people that worked there and there was all these people that lived there. Um, And a lot of really interesting characters coming and going. Uh, Hippies, gypsies, Native Americans, uh, immigrants from other countries, uh, Sikhs. um, Just so many different kinds of people. And I would listen to them and talk with them and learn from them. Also, where I grew up was, is uh, still there. And it's out in the desert, pretty deep in the mountains. So I spent a lot of time outdoors, out in nature, just sort of wandering around. And I was really, really sensitive, always. And I believed that I could communicate with the animals and control which direction the wind went by talking to it and I kind of giggle but I actually don't think I was full of shit I actually think I was much better at it then because I didn't analyze it so much um anyways I was definitely super sensitive I had astral projection experiences psychic experiences. I definitely had a lot of encounters with beings of light and all this shit. I don't really want to get into the depths of it right now. Um, But suffice it to say that uh, I always felt very protected. I was surrounded by some very caring people that were aware of my gifts and nurtured them. I definitely had some traumatic experiences happen that also shaped who I am. For me, I fell in love with music. I fell in love with 
playing guitar and singing and writing songs. And so whatever I was feeling, I was able to put into my music. And that probably saved my life many times. I went on to move to Los Angeles after, um, you know, I guess I'm skipping a huge chunk of it. Okay, an important piece. Um, well, let's see, how do we do this? So I guess one of the most impactful things was my mom getting sick with cancer when I was 15 and then dying. She died when I was 17, my brother was 14. And that was really, really intense. I mean, um, there's no way to describe that. But it set me on a journey of wanting very much to connect with the other side, understand how to connect with my mom. And realizing that I could, I mean, she would communicate with me through very specific and detailed dreams. She would communicate with me by bringing me different people and experiences that would clearly reflect things that she would say or do or needed to tell me. So my life sort of became about decoding this language of communication that was purely energetic. That's the best way to say it. Anyway, uh, while I was in Tucson, I made two albums and released them independently. And I was in a long-term relationship from the time I was 14 until I was, I think, 23. And I stayed very close and tight-knit with my family and spent a lot of time alone out in the desert. In fact, I now realize I needed alone time every day since I was little. Um, And what I was actually doing was sifting through the energy of the day and discarding what was mine or discarding what was theirs and what was mine, kind of sifting it out, separating it out. Um, I got deeper and deeper into music and started getting some bigger opportunities and eventually that led to me moving to Los Angeles so that I could dedicate my life fully to it. So since then I've made six albums, I've traveled all over the world to different wonderful places, met amazing people, Um, I've had songs in film and TV, I've conducted songwriting workshops with uh, youth that were um, dealing with addiction and in rehabilitation centers. So my journey as an artist has been really interesting and very much like chopping a path with a machete through very thick jungle. (laughs) I've always created my own way in my life. And there were a lot of lessons that I learned the hard way. Probably most of them. If I can spare you some of that bullshit, I would love it. That's really what I want to achieve here. Um, So about eight years ago, 
I went to beauty school to become an esthetician, and the reason for that was a way to supplement my income as an artist. But what happened once I started putting my hands on people's head was um, a whole nother level of things beyond just being sensitive to, you know, emotions and environments and sounds and things like that. Um, I, I became able to see into people's experiences, to see actual pictures, like when I'm writing songs, uh, of things that have happened to them, things that made them them. Good things too, not just, you know, painful things. And that ability evolved to a place of being able to feel the energy centers in the body, the chakras, to feel them as different temperatures under my hand and to be able to see what happened that caused that chakra to either be excessive, meaning leaking energy, or deficient, meaning not enough energy. Um, Sometimes they're balanced and that's always great. So an example of this might be I could run my hand over someone's throat and feel that let's say it's excessive, then it would be very hot under my hand and hot at a greater distance from their actual neck. So then I know they're leaking energy from their throat chakra. What that means is perhaps they are someone that talks a lot um, but doesn't say what they actually need to say. And through talking a lot and not listening, they're not actually allowing for real connection to occur between them and another person. So they're pushing people away with that protective mechanism. So if I were to feel a deficient throat chakra, it would feel cold under my hand. And I would know that this person has a really hard time expressing their feelings and their needs, um, the things that really matter to them. Now it can be interesting because this could be a person who is a professional, who is very successful at what they do, needing to communicate, but that doesn't mean that they're good at or able to express what their feelings and their needs are or their pains are or able to allow for actual connection to occur through their communication. So that's just an example. But my point is um, that my gift as an empath has evolved through the years. Now it is at a point where I can feel people's energy centers and where they're at and what's going on without physically being in their presence or touching them, which I used to need to do. And it's even getting to the point now where it's more, um, well, God, it's just really getting out there. I'm even hesitant to talk about it, but um, more in the domain of becoming uh, psychic. I really hate using that word because it's just so loaded. But... um, Psychic and also becoming more of a medium in terms of communicating with beings on the other side. Okay, interlude. I grew up with some real 
hippies and some real spiritual hypocrites. So not all of them. I also grew up around some very wise, intelligent, honest, prolific healers and visionaries. But my point is this. I am hesitant to use certain words because they're so loaded. (laughs) And I'm really turned off by spiritual ego and language for the sake of let's just say it's generic to me and trendy and also not exactly real. I want this podcast to talk real. I We can talk about crystals and we can talk about chakras and we're going to, but we're going to from my, through my filter and my filter has more of a New York style to it, meaning I just like to say the real shit and get to the point and um, communicate as clearly as I can from a place of honesty. So mm, (laughs) this is going to be a much more grounded approach because that's just how I prefer it. If you don't like it, that's okay. There's other podcasts. Um, What else can I tell you? So... Basically, through the evolution of my abilities, I became someone who works with a lot of people in different ways. Um, I'm a life coach, but I also conduct something called soul sessions where I read people and give them some extra information and some extra guidance that might be helpful to them. And that's what I've started to do uh, quite often. And I love it. I didn't think I could love anything as much as I love making music. Um, I truly love it. Making music is still what fills my heart with joy and and refills me. But um, doing this kind of work feels very much like it goes hand in hand with making music. So that's been my journey leading me up to now where I want to support and connect with all the empaths I can reach out there to give them, uh, give them the tools that I didn't always have and to see what they've learned. And also just for all of us to know that we're not alone out there. I think that is really, really critical. So that is the gist of what this podcast is going to be about. I can't wait to talk about some of my favorite subjects like dating and sex and boundaries and um, energy and all of that. But for now, we're going to just start here. And I hope that you will feel comfortable to share with me whatever insights you have along the way. Thank you so much for listening and I will be back with another podcast next week.